0: how are you? I don't know. So, this is a new episode, because, you know, sorry. Um, I had a day, I really had a day, where I had this unexpected bout of, I think, depression. It, it's not really diagnosed, and that's why I'm reluctant to say anything, but I also don't really have the money to go and diagnose myself with anything, or like, professionally diagnose myself with anything. So, I'm just Calling it, you know, a melancholic episode because I'm obviously living in the 18th century, whatever. Um, and I was just, I I needed to be productive today. I had lectures to go to. I had to. I had I had stuff to do, and I didn't do any of them. And I I just need to do the reading for tomorrow today, and I'm struggling with it, even though it's not really. It's just after lunch. I can do it. But I am so gripped by the need to just not be productive. I need to... I need some balm in my soul. Like, I need to do stuff that I enjoy, which is, in my case, just fan fiction and podcasts. Which, whatever. That, that's my personality, okay? <laughs> Fanfiction and podcasts. Whatever. And, I don't know. It, it got me thinking, like, <laughs> and this is going to sound very sad, okay? I know it's going to sound sad. I live with it. I've, even though I just barely recognize it as a problem, like an active problem I need to work on. But I have trouble recognizing when I have actual mental problems and, ju- and moments when I'm just lazy. Because I have never actually allowed myself... To feel like I can do something. But I don't really want to do it. So I'm just going to let the moment pass. And let it be unproductive. Because my mom... Which is, you know, a classic. Blame your parents for for everything. But it's like... It's justified in my case. Not that it's not justified in any other case. But I can speak for myself here. And... um. My mom always wants everything that happens that she wants to happen to happen. And when it doesn't go her way, she is very pissed and she tends to argue loudly and with shouting. And sometimes it's a, you know, occasional aggression peppered in for, you know, a bit of flavor. Whatever, you know. Sarcasm marks the pain. if If you. If you <laughs> repeat it enough times, it actually starts to, like, <laughs> layer it. <laughs> you know, that's what I've heard, at least. No, I haven't. Whatever. Um, but my mom always wants us to be productive and do stuff. And a day isn't a, a day if something hasn't happened in it. Like, you have to cook for the week or you have to go out and eat people. Otherwise, the day is just wasted. And I don't really i don't really think that way like i love doing nothing and i really am like towards the end of the introverted extroverted skill towards introverted i really don't like i like speaking with people but i don't like meeting new people and starting the whole rigmarole of you know (laughs) Like, hi, my name is whatever, and my interests, and the weather, and colors, and, you know, stupid, inconsequential stuff that people that actually know me don't really give a fuck about because it's all. The reality is it always... (laughs) Your opinions always fluctuate, and nothing ever stays the same. And people who know you know that, and we objectively know that about other people, but we don't really... Play ourselves like we like the idea that we like us as a person that <laughs> we know experiences the world in a conscious way we like to think that we're the only one who really experiences the world and in, in all of its complexities and we're the only we're the only person who's ever thought of that one particular genius thought that we had i actually read a study like because of my lectures, that um, uh, the internet is so detrimental to creativity because you can actually check your idea and see that you know you're not special. Other people have thought of this, and you know there was some other stuff, but that's not really important right now. The thing is, <laughs> we're not actually that special. Everybody thinks and everybody like has conclusions and <laughs> everybody everybody actually has a conscious thought like we're not special it's a bit narcissistic but you know thoughts are a bit abstract and when you <laughs> and there's the thing with i don't know introvertism whatever it's that you don't really meet a lot of people because you're kind of scared and you know I think I have undiagnosed social anxiety, and it's undiagnosed because I don't really have the means to go to a therapist and be professionally diagnosed, which is going to happen. I'm not one of... I do think therapists are important, and therapy itself is important and necessary, but also it's a bit elitist, you know. Yes, it is, because... As any other doctor's appointment, you need money to go to it. And as a broke university student that um, refuses to take money from their parents, I'm, I'm not about unnecessary spending. So, uh, my men- I've been living with my fucked up mental health for a while. I can live a couple more years with it. It's extremely unhealthy. I don't recommend it. Please go seek help if you think you need it however way you can even if it's your friends but i kind of fucked up in that department as so well. whatever again not the important part the important part is i've been thinking that i haven't really let myself feel like and sit with the feeling that i can be non-productive for a day and i can just i can just when i need to be productive because of mental health uh, because i I'm feeling very melancholic today. And I feel like I need to just rest for a bit and reset. But I have university, you know? And I have uh, modules and classes that actually interest me. And I know that I'm going to kick myself later on if I'm unprepared for the lectures and and seminars. Which is, you know, bad. But also I have so many... Uh, days when my mental health fucks with me, that I don't really think I can take <laughs> every day that I I struggle with my brain as a mental health day. <laughs> okay, and uh, I think I should have started with that, you know, but whatever. Here it comes. Uh, I'm speaking from and for my experience only. I know that uh, other people have completely different experiences with um, mental health and mental illness and everything else and that's completely valid as i've said i realize that the thought that i'm the only person who experiences consciousness is extremely narcissistic i'm conscious of that and everybody is entitled to their um to their experiences and it's it's up to you how you deal with them even if it's you know healthy way, but here I'm speaking from my experiences because this is you know my own audio diet. Um, by the way, I've had a um, okay <laughs> another caveat. I've um caveat caveat. Yeah, you know English language. Uh, I have this um cocktail of uh, almost purely alcohol. Uh, that's like basically um. <laughs> Based on the idea of that brilliant uh, Disney Channel movie, um, where I think it was the Blogger Prince or something like that, I have no fucking clue what it was called, but there was a scene where they made a, uh, a something, something, everything in the fridge, and basically that's my cocktail. Every fucking alcohol that's available right now, it has like five different alcohols in it, and it kicks you right in the head, and I like to top it up with a bit of gin just to like you know, not lose my buzz, because I am only able to actually interpret my emotions when I'm at least a bit inebriated, which is, you know, no problem. But I'm a university student, so I'm allowed a couple of them until I figure my shit out and I have to be a functional adult. Mm. And that's important, like, letting people (laughs) sit with their mistakes and wrong coping mechanisms until they figure out what actually works for them. Mm. And so, uh, the problem with not letting myself sit with my emotions and the bad emotions, not because everybody wants to sit with their happiness and their joy and their love and everything positive, but when the negative emotions come like actual like melancholy or depression if if you feel, feel confident enough to call it that I don't um or you know anger and disappointment and stress and fear. We're not really encouraged to sit with them, and that's why many people don't really understand the average. Is that women, not, I'm not actually a woman, I'm a gender high, um, but women are not really encouraged to recognize their negative emotions because you know that's unattractive and that's the important thing about a woman what a male person thinks about your emotions, whatever. Uh, and you know uh sitting <laughs> with your emotions means that you familiarize yourself with that particular emotion and you start recognizing the pattern patterns of how you experience it and when you recognize patterns you can learn what to avoid as a trigger and how to actually deal with them and if you don't if you try avoiding them or if you distract yourself or if you focus on somebody else's emotion and you don't let yourself feel validate from moment for your own experience you you never really you never le- really learn how to deal with it and it's it's kind of sad and kind of very bad for you i think again of course and my Problem is is that I've always focused so much on other people's reaction to my emotions that I've always tried to rate them and censor myself and not really let myself experience their fullness. And that's why I think I, I like being introverted because I really rely on other people because I actually like... Conversing with people like i I really love bouncing off ideas of other people and seeing their perspective and getting to know them, but <laughs> um being with other people also means being considerate because of course it does that is an important part of society. There is no such thing as being part of society and incredibly individualistic as well, but it, it kind of means ignoring your own emotions at least in part, in my case, a big part, and um, uh, thinking that other people's emotions are above your own in importance. And mm, problem with that is that when you prioritize other people's experiences and emotions, you forget to focus on yourself and, you know, that good old thing that the only person you ever really you can rely on and the only person you really have is yourself. Which is, you know, even though it's kind of true, it's kind <laughs> of dangerous. While still living in society. I swear at some point I'm just gonna I'm just gonna become a, a hermit. A total hermit who goes and lives in the mountains. But <laughs> if I could get some kind of Wi Fi without relying on anybody else, like uh provider or something like that I would I genuinely would so the thing that kicked it oh voice break the thing that kicked the (laughs) emotional contemplation whatever, whatever the thing that kicked it into gear is that I've realized that I haven't actually um had a meaningful interaction with a real physical person for a good while Like, I have, I have uh, conversations with my close friends from back home, but they are back home and the conversations are by phone. And I, I can't really look at, I haven't really looked somebody in the eye and have them look back at me and have that recognition that we're full human beings and we actually exist and we are important and seen. Because kind of that's what, I mean, I don't disparage anybody who is like scared or reluctant to have eye contact. That's that's completely yours um, to experience. But I really like looking at other people's eyes because I kind of feel seen that way. Like when you look at somebody's eyes, it's like you're showing that you're paying attention, even if you if you if you're not really listening to what they're saying, which happens. Um, you use you kind of think, you know, I see that you exist in my presence and that's important. And, um, you know, that's a bit neurotypical of me to say. That's a complete valid evaluation because that's my experience in life. And that's why I don't disparage anybody who um, doesn't uh, feel comfortable uh, looking at other people in the eyes because that's my evaluation of uh, my life experience. And if yours is different, that's okay. And I'm gonna respect it. That. That's how I think everybody should think, you know. Just to yeah, mention there. But you know, I haven't really looked anybody uh, completely sincerely in the eyes, and I haven't really touched intimately. And like, wait, not not intimately, but I haven't uh, had a hug with somebody that I value as a person in my life, and I haven't like touched hands and I don't know been in the close presence of anybody that I know for what is it like four or five months and it's (laughs) I'm always against the idea that people actually sincerely need human contact because not everybody does not really but I do because I'm an idiot bitch okay (laughs) I I don't actually sometimes I'm uh, I don't really like when people touch me in a sexual way of course uh, because there's cases in the non-sexual way, in the sexual way, but there's always boundaries that you have to respect. No, there's always boundaries that you have to respect. I don't, I don't know why I went on this tangent, but in um the friendship, and um I know you, and I see you, and I value your existence in the planet at the same time as me, kind of way. Uh, I haven't had this kind of touch and intimacy in a couple of months and i kind of missed it because i when i decide that i need it i really actually need it and i find this interesting like why do i need it in specific time because i haven't actually determined why it is like sometimes i'm just actually angry and i need to be reassured that my i don't know maybe (laughs) maybe it's because I need to be reassured that even if the emotion is negative or positive, like in the severe kind, of the severe ends of the that spectrum, even if they are kind of too far to be really valid uh, and justifiable, I need somebody to be there and say non-verbally, "You, you matter. Your experiences does matter," and even if they're not really justifiable at the moment, you are experiencing them, and <laughs> you are a tree that's falling, and I hear you. You know, uh, because yeah, I fully believe that the scientific explanation that the, no, it's it's kind of the linguistic explanation that the uh, sound, as we think of it, is just humans' experience of sound, and um, another animals. Experience experience. experience it experience of it is completely different so it's not really gonna be cold sound or it's not gonna carry the same explanation as the word we think of carries because they have a completely different experience of sounds like any other animal um and and that's why i don't think nobody is there to hear it the it doesn't really fall it it doesn't really make a sound um, and it doesn't really fall that way because when somebody when a person but it goes there to experience it it's already fallen down I think that's the problem when I actually decided I want to meet people in this new chapter of my life where you know I've, uh, I've gone and uh, continued my life with nobody physically here to support me I actually need somebody to, somebody new to come and experience me. But when they come, I'm already a fallen tree. And as far as they know, I've already been, I've always been fallen. I've never really been a tree. I've just been a fallen, I don't know, carcass. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Mm. And uh, that's kind of the problem that I have with separating my life into different friends and my experience in life with different friends is that i n- never really let the full version of myself be experienced by others because i think that nobody really can handle the idea that i've at one at one point of my life been a proud standing tree that has fallen in some way you know not that Yes, also in the dramatic way and the traumatic way, but also not, like, that I ha- I've i had some changes and they've happened before the person's existence in my in li- presence in my life. <sighs> I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that emotions are difficult and I've had this, like, the thing is, uh, the way I experience emotions is, um somewhere in my body. Like, like, pain, Like emotional pain, of course. Um, Emotional pain and anxiety and uh, fear are stored in the the stomach, Uh, and they're like a big black hole that's uh, starting to know um, at my intestines, like starting to eat at them slowly until I uh, decide to resolve them in some way. And um, hurt and, and actual anguish. And um, <laughs> betrayal—they happen between the ribs, and they're not really a black hole. They're um, a sharp-toothed creature that's kind of—it's kind of nibbling on your heart, and it—it it doesn't crush it because nothing can really crush your heart. But it—it it leaves its mark, and it kind of stays with you for a while, and the emotions i'm kind of experiencing need to be um shared with somebody just to validate that they're actually happening and that they're not really i'm not really gaslighting myself and even if they don't really uh, have a reason to exist and they don't really have an outlet because they don't actually always need to um they are um uh, existing in the current moment and that's important. It's uh, it's something that n- needs to be recognized and respected. And even if it's not something serious, it's uh, something to acknowledge. I don't know. <laughs> Basically, what I'm I guess I'm trying to say to myself is that even if you have responsibilities, if the only person who is going to uh, hurt because of them is you, and you need to push them back a bit. That's not a bad thing. It's not productive and it's going to kind of be painful in the long run. But maybe it's been important for you to stay and wallow in it a bit. Recognize it as an emotion that's happening and (laughs) try to resolve it. Not really. Try to think about how it's come to be. Even if it's just a chemical reaction in your body that's part of your hormonal uh, cycle and the organs or whatever you know I, yeah it's just that it's just something that happens and something to be acknowledged and just like you it's it kind of wants its presence to be known known you know and yeah sometimes emotions just need to be that they don't need to be uh, <laughs> they don't need to really be analyzed and labeled and boxed they just need to be for a while then they can just go away after that or dissipate slowly but surely and be replaced with other more prominent emotions and yeah it it may be a cycle but the more it repeats itself the more you know how to deal with it so yeah (laughs) basically that was my uh audio diary for today because i kind of needed to talk out loud about my emotions and reassure myself that they do exist and they are important even if they're not really based on something as um, such as mental illness they uh, as far as i know of course um they're nonetheless important you can stop for a moment and appreciate that you're experiencing emotions because sometimes i do feel numb to emotions and even the the sad ones and the melancholic ones I miss because it it kind of shows that you are alive and you are feeling something. So yeah, even if it's something bad, even if it's sad and negative, it is something and you are alive and you are experiencing it. And it's part of your human experience and it may be important and maybe not, but it's yours. So you know just Take a moment, breathe in and out, and we'll let it run its course. Yeah. So there we go. You've talked that loud for a bit. Okay. I um now you can go back to your reading and your studies and trying to interact normally with others. Bye bye.